This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. Can you join me in appreciating my father, my mother, my pastors? Thank you very much, Matt. Thank you very much, sir. You know, in the first service, Pastor Maya was saying was what I said the last time, that any time I come up, it's still happening. And the reason why that happens is this. Let me just say it today. It's because two things. Number one, the people of God are not to be preached to anyhow. Number two, this pulpit is a sacred pulpit. So I do not take it for granted, you know, I just needed to say that. So that's what happens. So every time I'm like, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Amen. Are we ready this morning? Aya. Hey. You will see why we sang that song now. I'm just continuing from where Pastor Mai was stopped. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. We'll see that very soon. Just two scriptures and we'll see it. Therefore, if any man is in Christ. God bless you. You know it's New King James. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become what? Yeah. Now, I want us to read it together so that it will sink. Want to go? Somebody say, this life, this life. that I have. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> John 3.16 John 3.16 I know we know it. Since we, I wanted to say, you know, I wanted to say, since we know it. <laughs> Want to go? Hallelujah. Normally, when we, you know, we are, we are used to some scriptures. But there are some scriptures, when you read them, you should just celebrate after. Because. Listen, listen. I know you might be responding to what I'm saying, but see, there is a deeper spiritual truth to what I'm saying. It, 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 it makes something come alive in you. This life that I have. <laughs> Amen. Let's have our seats. Hallelujah. I am going to try and really, really run this morning. Thank you, choir. God bless you. Can we celebrate the best choir on the face of the earth? But can somebody stay on the keyboard, please? Amen. Hallelujah. Hey. Now, I changed the, the title of this message yesterday. Because I think it will land better. So I called, or I called this message, the genesis of the new creation. Somebody said the genesis of the new creation. What does, what does Genesis mean? It just means root, source, beginning, the start of something, right? What gives birth of, you know, what birthed something? The genesis of the new creation. Why is it important to know? Why do I need to know? Number one, if you are born again, you are the new creation. So you need to know how you, how you came to be. Because that knowledge will determine whether you can appropriate the full benefit of who you are. Did somebody just hear me this morning? 
So what you know about who you are will determine how much of the appropriation of the, the, the um, motivated benefits that you can, you know, take advantage of. Am I making sense? So that's why we want to look at it. Now, there is no way you can talk about the new creation without talking about Jesus. Why? The Bible says, if any man is in Christ, he is a new what? That means the, let me use this word, the progenitor for the new creation is Jesus Christ. So if I want to understand the new creation, I need to understand Jesus. Hallelujah. So initially, I tied to this message introducing Jesus. But because of where I'm going to land, I, that's why I changed the message, the, the title. Hallelujah. So you need to understand Jesus clearly. You need to see him clearly so that you can understand who you are. Am I making any sense this morning? So I'm going to, we are going to weigh these things in, you know, uh, in two ways. We are going to look at the divinity of Jesus and the humanity of Jesus and how these two qualities to give back to who you are. <laughs> I'm already jumping ahead of myself in my, in my head. Not in what I say in my head. Because I'm just, <laughs> hallelujah. Hey, you know, when I was in school, those days, no tab and all these things like this. So open concordance, open Dick's Bible, open parallel Bible. Hiya. If somebody, if, if you were in, I'm not talking about, if you were in that those days, you are feeding me a bit. You just open everything. And your notepad. And then as you are studying, you look at Dick's, you look at strong concordance. Then you look at the parallel Bible, you look at Amplified. I think I had Amplified and KJV. Then I bought Message Bible. That Bible that God's pastors, <laughs> you know. And then, as you study, the Holy Spirit's cooking something in your heart, and you just shout, hey! But thank God, apart from on their level, all these hard roommates that were in the same, because they would just think something's wrong with you, you know. But from 200 level, I always looked for my roommates. Director Damre was, was my roommate for two years. No, from 200 level, yeah. So, we're, we're abnormal together. Hallelujah. You know, amen. And that's what is happening now. I, I'm reading every scripture and my spirit is jumping. Amen. All right. Now, if you want to um, establish the truth of anything, you know, there are three ways to do it. Number one, what the person said about him or herself. Number two, what other people who know the person says about that person. Number three, events. So if I take, I won't take Brafemi to court, but if I take Brafemi to court, that Brafemi is owing me one billion. Like somebody said, let the owe, owe somebody one billion first before you start saying, ah, it's only one billion. You two have the capacity to owe one billion. So, but you will not owe one billion, you will have one billion. All right. So let's say I take him to court and I owe, me, owe him one billion. How do I prove that he owes me one billion? Number one, I will say he owes me one billion. False witness. Number two, I'll find somebody that was a witness when I was giving him that money. You understand? And then the event of me transferring that one billion to him. Did you get it? All right, so let's try and see whether we can establish the divinity of Jesus and the humanity of Jesus based on these three things. Am I making sense? So what did Jesus himself say about himself? John chapter 10. 
Let's start from verse 24. Some of the things we are going to read will be long reads, but I will not be able to explain so much because number one, they are clear. Number two, I don't have time. Then the Jews surrounded him and said to him, how long do you keep us in doubt? If you are the Christ, they are, this is a direct question. Tell us plainly. Jesus never answers anything plainly. All right, verse 25. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. Next verse. But you do not believe because you are not of my sheep, as I said to you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Please be a little quicker. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. Verse 29. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all. This Jesus still responding to that question. And no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hands. He keeps saying, Father, Father. Now, he gets to verse 30 and says, I and the Father are one. He just removed the, you know, you know, when, when we carry theology and religion, he just gave, gave it a powerful kick. Bah! You've been talking about Father, Father, then you come here and you say, I and the Father are, are one. Let me show you why this is, a, this is very powerful. Verse, the next verse. Two more verses. Oh, yeah? Then they just took up stones again to stone him. Why? He says, I and the Father are more so far, Johnny. Now, but look at, look, look at, Jesus answered them, many good works I have shown you from my Father. Again, saying from my Father. For which of these works do you stone me? Verse 33. Shy. The Jews answered him, saying, for a good work we do not stone you, but for blasphemy. And because you being a man, make yourself God. When he said, I and the Father are one, what they heard, which was correct, was that I am God. Did you hear me? I don't have time to go through why this is the correct interpretation of what they heard. Honestly, it's a Bible study. But this was what Jesus was saying. I and the Father, in other words, I am the Father. I am God. Are you making sense? So when he said, I and the Father have won, if you study the Jewish um, um, culture, you understand why they understood what he was saying perfectly. They said, we will stone you to death. You, have, you started again. You this son of the carpenter. And he said, I've been doing great works among you. Why do you want to stone me? He said, we are not stoning you for the works. We are stoning you because you being a man, you make yourself God. So, Jesus said it was divine, right? It was God. Now, let's look at... There are other things I can show, but because of time, because I didn't need to land well today. Hallelujah. Let's look at what other people said. You know, Revelations 19, 11 to 16. This was the revelation of Apostle John. Now I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on him was caught faithful and true, and in righteousness he judges and make, makes war, and his eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. Verse 13. Look at this verse 13 very well. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. Right? This is why I said you should look at this place very well, is that you can see um, the dimension of the blood, Right, 
which talks to you about the life of a man and then you can see the dimension of divinity when it says the name was called the word of God. Now let's continue. And the enemies in heaven clothed in fine linen. Now let me go to um, verse 16. And he has on his robe and on his tie a name written. Can somebody read this together? King of kings and Lord of lords. This is a name for God. Am I correct? Am I correct? So, the witness of John says Jesus was divine. Now, let's look at the book of John again, but now John chapter 1. Very popular scripture. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Remember? His name was, it's called the word of God. It, Pastor has taught us this many times. He's not called Jesus in heaven. All right. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Verse 2, he was in the beginning with God. Again, this is another teaching entirely. Which beginning is talking about? I don't have time for that. Verse 3, all things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. Hallelujah. Again, giving testament, witness to the fact that Jesus is divine. All right. I think I should give us one more before I move, or two more. Colossians chapter 1. Verse 13 to 17. He says, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of His Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. He says, He's the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over every creation. Now, talk, he, he started talking about you know, redemption through his blood, again, talking about the, 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 the physical dimension, then in our street, in verse 16, it says, for him, for by him, all things were created that are in heaven. I be, did your grandpa create anything? Alright. Now, for him, all things, for by him, all things were created are in heaven that are on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones, to help you to see the whole dimension of the spiritual realm. Whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. He created all things. All these things were created by him and for him. Hallelujah. And he is before all things. Hallelujah. And by him all things consist. He is before all things. What this passage is saying is that it's God. Because the only person that exists outside of the realm of time is God. He is before all things. It is from him that every other thing proceeded. So when we say in the beginning, depending on which beginning you want to look at, right? Everything begins from God. Am I making sense? But God is not subject to the timing of any, anything created. So it's before all things. Philippians chapter 2. Everything I'm rushing through, really, really, should be, should be a, a Bible study topic. 5 to 6. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be what? Let's read it together now. 
let's start again from verse 5 want to go do we understand is that clear enough in other words it wasn't something that um, he tried to appropriate for himself like Lucifer did you know that's what God Lucifer into trouble say I will be like God this scripture is saying that Jesus is already God so I mean it was not robbery like what Lucifer was trying to do that's another way to look at what Lucifer was trying to do that robber so if you carry gun or you carry pen and you steal money you know where you got it from alright so who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God because he's equal with God there was no problem there was nobody was fighting anybody now so we've seen the witnesses. Jesus said it was God. People are tes- testified to the fact that it, you know it's God. Abi, am I making sense? All right. Now I will hold on to um, the third witness of events because I will tie it together at the end. Now let's look at the humanity of Jesus. I mean, this one is is easier on people's mind because I mean, even historical texts shows that jesus lived i mean he walked physically so let's go back to just first john chapter one so after giving us the intro sorry john chapter one not first john after giving us the intro in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god verse 14 now says that and the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us tying it perfectly to epoch c that it's that same divinity that became humanity am i making sense please follow me because if you don't remember where we are coming from the genesis of the new creation right so it's that same divinity that became human and the world became flesh and dwelt amongst us and we beheld his glory as the glory of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth hallelujah Let's see Philippians 2, where we read before. But now, again, we are just going to jump and go to verse 7. Say, but made himself of no reputation. Now, look at the next word. Taking the form of a bird servant, that is taking up human form, and coming in the likeness of men. The same person that was, you know, the preceding um, verses, he did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. Now, became, made himself of no reputation, taking the form and the likeness of men. Are you seeing the correlation? All right. Now, the third witness. Let's look at the events that tie these two together. That is the divinity and the humanity of Jesus. Then, as we tie it together, we will now dovetail into the new creation. Acts chapter 4, verse 10. This was um, Apostle Peter, I believe, speaking after. Um, the man at the beautiful, at the beautiful gates was the lame man 
Now, so let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands before you. What, is the, what are the two events that confirm both the humanity and the definition of Jesus? Number one, he died. He was human. He resurrected, never to die again. Divine. Did you just see that there? Let me read it again. Whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. Right. Now, let me just show you other scriptures. Romans chapter 4, verse 23 and 25. 23 to 25. Now, it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, talking about Abraham, but also for us, it shall be imputed to us if we believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered up because of our offenses and was raised because of our justification. Am I making sense? There is nobody, there are people that the power of God has raised from the dead, but they died again. Somebody said they died again. As in they are well, well, dead, dead, dead. But Jesus is what? Ah, people are not sure. <laughs> he was delivered for our offenses, but he was raised up for our justification. Hey, Hebrews chapter 7. Let's read from verse 21. This one is very important. And then we begin to see how this dovetails into the new creation. For they have become priests without an oath, but he with an oath by him who said to him, the Lord has sworn and will not relent. You are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. Next verse. By so much more, Jesus, to show clearly, that's what I'm starting from, you know, where I'm starting from, so that to show clearly what we are, who we are talking about. Jesus has become a shorty of a better covenant, a shorty of a new lineage of people, right? Now, next verse. Also, there were many priests because they were prevented by death from continuing. What this place is saying is that in the Old Testament, in the Old Covenant, they had many priests. Because why one will die, obviously. I mean, Aaron died, you know. And then another priest will come, you know. Now, let's, let's go on, let's go on. Don't let me jump ahead of myself. Let's go on. But he, because he continues what? Because he continues what? As an unchanging priesthood. In other words, Jesus is not, he, he didn't die and he, he didn't die, remain, remain dead. Because he rose, he has an unchangeable priesthood. He continues forever. Next verse. Therefore, he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives. Hallelujah. Since he always lives. Someone say, Jesus is alive. Since he always lives, he continues forever. So, no, so, what is the implication of that to you and I? 
First Peter chapter 1, verse 17. Tying it together now. I know I'm reading a lot of scriptures, but you will really need to just go back and study these things yourself. Trust me, I can do this for the next three hours. I will not finish. These same scriptures. So, I, you, you, I mean, I'm not saying a lot of things that I can say. All right. And if you call on the Father, who without partiality judges according to each one's work, conduct yourself throughout the time of your stay here in fear. That means the time of your stay here in the body. Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, like silver or gold, from your aimless conduct received by the traditions of your father. <laughs> Next verse. But what? With the precious blood of Christ. If you are here on Wednesday, can you see your hand? Alright, so you can see a link to what Pastor Ebele also taught on Wednesday. But with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Next verse. He indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but it was manifest in these last times for you. Next verse. For who through him believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth, through the spirit in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart. Now look at verse 23. Kaya. Being born again, not of the corruptible seed, but of the incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. See how you were born. See how you came about. You were born not of the corruptible seed, born of the word of God. Remember, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. If the Bible now comes and says you are not born of the corruptible seed, but of the incorruptible through the word of God, what is he saying? You are born of God, little children. That's what John said. Am I making any sense? Are you connecting it now? So why is this important? Because while we are born of God, the Bible says we have this treasure in earthen vessels. So, the reason why I took us through understanding the divinity and the humanity is that right now as you are sitting, you are living in both dimensions. And so therefore, when you understand these two dimensions, you understand that there is nothing that you need to achieve that you cannot achieve because Jesus has empowered you. Because he lived as a human, he showed us the example of have to live according to the plan and purpose of God. So we, have, we, we cannot come and say, eh, it's because it's divine. But because it's divine, it showed us that you can live above. You can live from above. Hallelujah. Somebody say from above. So let's go back to that second Corinthians chapter 5. Verse 17. We're going to read all the way to the last verse. 
So it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation, all things have passed away. Say, see. That's what it means. See. When it says, behold, see. Until you see for a reality that you are now a new man, your experiences will follow the path of the old man. It says, behold, all things have become new. Do we believe the scripture? When it says all things, do we believe that that's what it means? Or in your, in your mind, we just know that, that when you say all things, that's fine enough. It says, behold, all things are become new. Next verse. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Next verse. That is, that God was in Christ concerning the world to himself, not putting their trespass to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Next verse. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Next verse. I think that's the last verse. Hallelujah. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become what? I'm going to ask the question again. That we might become what? Do you know what this means? If you were here on Wednesday, you were, I mean, just get Wednesday's message and just that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. I like to say that the new creation, Black Color, please come. Is that somebody that is wearing? white native a white native come who is wearing a white native daddy baby please come no vex thank you god bless you ah. but you people are black black oh. i need somebody that is light don't worry sir i think that's someone that is light you are chopping out of my time if you don't come if god is saying come 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 nobody is light here the lord is my shepherd but that's why I've come. I mean, everything don't balance like that. All right. Who said Jesus? Is it not his? Abi? Abi, I don't know again. All right. So come and stand here. What Jesus did, let me just close with this. This guy is the old man, right? For God to move this guy into the realm of divinity. God had to become man. Please, be serious. God had to become man. Come to the realm. So the word became flesh. Dwarf among us. He slept. Woke up. Was tempted in every way. Yet without sin. Came here. Then died. When he resurrected, he didn't resurrect as this man reborn. Remove your jacket, no verse. He didn't resurrect as this man reborn. Like, oh, he's not looking clean. He resurrected as a new species. Are you getting me? One day we'll have like, maybe retreat. Two hours to preach this. It's fundamental to your faith. You need to understand this. 
He came as a new species. So not that there was a dog that was dirty and was cleaned up. When the dog came back to life, he came back as a man. A total new creation. So therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. Nothing of the hold should get out of you anymore. You are above sin, disease, sickness. Hallelujah. All things are yours. All things are yours. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hey. <clears throat> Lord Jesus, help me. Second Peter, let me just finish with that. Ah, it is well with my soul. Second Peter chapter 1. 2 to 4. See what Jesus did. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him who has called us by glory and virtue. Look at the next verse, verse 4. By which has been given to us exceeding great and precious promises. That through this you may become partakers of the divine nature. This is what this person is. This guy, this new creature is not a partaker of the divine nature. Remember I spoke about the divinity of Jesus. All what Jesus did by coming as a human is to move us from there to this place. But don't, what I don't want you to think is that when you came from there to this place, Place, you are still like you know, like a clean version of Bracola. Mm. You are now a new creation, a new species. That's actually the right word. Hallelujah. Can somebody celebrate Jesus in the house this morning? Thank you. Can we rise up to our feet? This new man is above all things. Is not subject to the whims and caprices of the world. This new man has the ability to say no to sin, say no to diseases, say no to sickness, say no to anything that is not working according to the plan and purpose of God. This new man has the ability to change the circumstance of his or her life. It is this new man that the Bible is talking about in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3. That by faith we understand that the words were framed by the word of God. This new man can begin to frame his or her word by the word of God. In the, oh yeah. And just in case you are here this morning and you have not been translated into this new man. You are not yet born again. I want to give you one minute. Wherever you are. You don't know what you are missing. Just run here now. One minute. If you are still in that old, you are, you are, you are still like, you know, the, the black color version. There is something to shout about. Hey! I am a new creation. If you are here in the first service, it is only that kind of person that somebody will use just for, and God, the only people will just tell you, it will be like normal talk. It will not, hey, you, do not, you will not necessarily need gymnastics to know what to do. Because the Holy Spirit will speak to you. He says you will hear a voice. <laughs> in this old testament, he said behind you, now it's in you. He says this is a part, walk here. Hey, hey, hey. 
That's the new creation. You know what to do, when to do. Your steps are ordered all the days of your life because you are a new creation. So if you need to give your life to Jesus this morning, 30 seconds more, I will go. I will move. You might have another opportunity another day. But I don't have the time to keep cajoling us and keep whining us. Hallelujah. So if you want to come forward, come forward quickly. Hallelujah. Father, we give you all the praise. Hallelujah. The new creation. Lord, we give you praise. Father, thank you for your word this morning. Thank you for bringing forth your word with such power. Thank you for life transformed. Thank you for the seed of the word sown. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.